right, everybody, how you doing today? Another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Dave Donaldson here with my associate, Joe Martin, and a special guest today, Karen Fitzgerald, our team leader, our esteemed team leader from our Leesburg Market Center. Thank you. Thank Welcome you so much to for the having show. me. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm thrilled. Well, we're happy to have yeah. you here. Yeah, so excited. You know, when I was looking at coming, we're coming to the holiday season here. <laughs> And what I, I thought about was like the conversations that we have on a day-to-day basis with our, with our associates are massive. And there's a, there's a lot of things going on in the industry. Lawsuits was one of the episodes a couple of weeks ago. Uh, business is down for a lot of associates. But it's really important when we're talking to our agents and our associates, right, is being there for them. Like having a sense of community in our market center so that we can be that guiding light and guiding force. So when I looked at who could help have that conversation, I immediately thought of you because I know how ingrained you are and instrumental with the people and impactful on their lives and their businesses. And that's why we wanted to have you here today. Well, thank you. No, absolutely. I love my agents. Love them. Well, it's got to start with love, right? Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we're talking to the people at home, right? And we understand, okay, we run a business and we, we run a market center. But if I said, hey, you know, what does a sense of community mean to you? Well, I mean, I have to go back. Okay. I have I have yeah. to go back to when I was an agent. Okay. Um, I think we've talked about this before. I was very, very fortunate um, to have a broker um, as a new agent. Didn't know what I was doing, you know, trying to figure out how to, how to do all these things. Who looked at me and said, simply go. Go. And I've got your back. And, and that, to me, allowed me the freedom to be scared, to jump, um, and to know that there was going to be somebody on the other end of the phone, on the other end of the email, that, you know, because the scariest thing for anybody is not knowing the answer, not knowing what to do. It does not happen Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. It's always after hours. And to know that there was somebody there that truly wanted to see me be successful, truly cared about myself and my family um, and wanted to see me do well when I was um, taking over this position and talking to Joe and talking about, you know, why I would choose to do this. The thing that kept coming into my mind was what would make me happy? What do I find joy in? And, you know, the first thing was, you know, finding, watching other people be successful that was first and foremost, but also I could hear that voice in my head saying, imagine to be able to do that for your agents and to say, I've got your back. And so, and that's every single day. That's what I have to remind myself is to make them feel that way, that no matter what happens, good, bad, that they know that there's somebody there that is cheering them on, that's cheering them on and wants them to be successful. Yeah. I've got your back is a pretty massive statement. Love it. Love it. I will say this because uh, Karen's being a little humble, and so is Dave on her, like, hype. So I'm going to hype Karen a little bit more here. Go for it. So what I think is awesome about Karen's uh, journey is that yeah, if you if anybody understands the local market of, like, western Loudoun County, it's a little uh, – um, how do I say this uh, – Good old boys club is probably Be the very best. careful. Very, probably very easy to say that, right? Yeah. And it's very, I wouldn't say it's very, um, it's, it's, I wouldn't say exclusive is the right word, but you've got to actually have validity. You've got to have a relationship. You right. have to have a reputation that has legitimacy. Otherwise, right. you're not taken seriously in that right. market. 
and um it's been awesome to see inside of the journey of like your individual production having the reputation you had inside of that that territory but then be able to move into a leadership position because it's really easy to sell but it's real challenging to lead people and influence and the level of uh raw passion you have for taking care of people and that like you lead with is one of the things that from the outside looking in I probably haven't said enough to you but I see it just on how your people show up for even the ribbon cutting and your your launch parties and things like that that your people truly have a tribe out there like your market center has a tribe Uh, and it's one thing to say I've got some people and I've got some like a group and maybe I've got a blob or maybe I got a team but when you elevate to a a tribe mentality it goes back to the fact that the leader has to have everyone's back because the people can't go out on a limb they can't try things and they they they, they can't go out and be better without knowing that there's a foundation and i think that's the cool part about the business that you've created is that of one of like a tribe mentality of family that we're gonna you know we we might have some challenges and tribulations but at the end of the day oh yeah that's family for you right right and i think that's the cool part about like today's episode is really just to talk about what culture can do right that like you know when culture is not there and you know when culture is there and it, it's there's not a direct line on on culture, but it actually has it can ten x a, a business because it's actually there. Well, and I'm only one person, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, as far as at the market center, <clears throat> and you need your people to be have your back. You have to. You cannot do it alone. I mean, if you try to do it alone and you sit there and say, "I don't need the people around me," and you don't give them credit and all those things, to me. I think that's a huge error. Um, I am so fortunate that coming into the job that I had in this position, um, a number of people that just wanted to see it be successful. Um, when Winchester opened, oh my gosh, you know, we had waited so long and so many people. And when you have your top agents, I mean, my number one agents in my market centers are the ones that are coming to me saying, you need help, you need somebody to volunteer, you need, my PC coaches are my top individual agents. And as of right now, they're, they are doing it on their own time. They're not getting anything from it at this point because they're building it. How lucky am I? How lucky am I? I, I mean, truly, I am just one person. I could not do it and without these people and it just makes me a better leader when you know you have these people behind you. It's it's amazing. I, I mean, people laugh all the time that I cry all the time. That That's just my MO. But it is unbelievable to have people look at you and say, we have such faith in you. Um, a lot of responsibility, I will tell you. There are some sleepless nights that I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, how am I going to be able to do this? Because I don't want to let these people down. Um, but at the same point, you, you know, um, it was like when I got a transaction coordinator and I was like, who can take care of my people better than I can? No one. And it took years Mm. before I got a transaction coordinator only to find out that there were people that were better at things than I was. And once you have that realization and you start to bring those people in around you, look what you can create. And that's what we're creating. That's what we're creating. I I mean, I have the best. I have the best. Let me ask you a question. Like in Go to go from like ten thousand foot of like what you just described to like on the ground. So if you were to like give somebody advice, right, about this is how you get your top people to follow you, right? 
Because, right. like, if you don't get people to follow you, you're just on a walk. You're not on a journey, right? <laughs> you're going to wander off. Maybe you find a goal, right? Um, so how, what would you give advice on is, like, these are the three things that you either did at the beginning or the three things you continue to do to maintain that level of, like, engagement and, like, camaraderie? I would say first and foremost, and, and I know this is – and everybody's not going to agree with this kind of – but – I truly care about them. Mm -hmm. I truly care about their success. They knew me when I was an individual agent. Mm -hmm. um, they still think I'm crazy that I gave that up. <laughs> um, they don't understand, but they also believe me when well, I say There's a definitely a special type of crazy oh, yeah, for leadership. They say I'm crazy. Um, I don't make any decisions without it being a group decision. Mm -hmm. I will tell you honestly. When we have, and I mean, I lived through ALC meetings. That were back at the time. It was war. It was war. It was yelling and people, you know, uh, just no one agreeing. And it was, it was not fun. It was not a group effort. When we walk into an ALC meeting, yes, am I the team leader? Yes. But I don't make a decision without talking to all of them. I mean, obviously, there's small decisions and things that you have to do. But I think taking those top people and saying to them what your opinion what your opinion is is what matters yes i am the team leader and i'm going to make decisions but these big decisions i'm not going to make without you and for them to know that they have a voice and it's not just my market center your market center it's our market center and that they have investment in that it's huge it's absolutely huge um and honestly and i say this to people all the time we enjoy being together. We we enjoy being together. We are friends. I mean, obviously, there are lines. There are things that we have to talk about that are serious. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, do we truly care about each other? There, Here's the culture part. Do we truly care about each other? And we do. Um, we try to start that from the time that we have new agents coming in. New agents, you know, we have, um, you know, we call it power hour. Um, they all meet together. It's this, you know, um, session that they're all together. But it's also to help them bond together because they're going to need each other. Mm. If we're not there, they can support each other. And then they start their own little tribe. And then the tribe then just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, are we always all going to get along? No. Is there going to be things that happen? No. But I will tell you, I mean, and I know that there's going to be team leaders out there saying, wait. Wait, Karen, it's coming. <laughs> um, I have never had anyone come in my office and yell at me. <clears throat> never. Um, it just has never happened. Um, I've watched it. Mm -hmm. I've watched it over the years. Um, but I think that they have enough respect for me, and they know um, that we're trying our best, That um, and they know that if it did happen, um, that would not be something that would be acceptable to me. Is that because of the standards you've set, though? I, oh, I believe, I yeah. think that they know it would be completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. When I hear people saying, well, they came in and they're screaming at me and yelling at me and, and doing all that, when has that ever been okay? And what other, or, you know, you have your MCA in tears because of the fact that somebody screamed and yelled, and it was, it was something that they had absolutely no control over. Are you going to sit back and allow people to treat your people like that? Or... Would you step up and say, completely unacceptable?
It, it just it just would not be acceptable, and it, it and I think that that shouldn't be allowed in the market center. I mm. mean, everybody has bad days, absolutely. <laughs> everybody has bad days and everything, but when has it ever been acceptable for you to treat people like that? And I think so. when you look at your environment in the tribe that you've built and you see that, right, how you handle that, depending on who it is, understanding that. And how do you go into a situation like this where you have to address something, but realizing that that's outside the norm for this person? Yeah. Right? But So how do you address that tactfully to, to really kind of get at what's actually going on here? You mean if, the, if something really bad's happening? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is where the nursing comes in. So, okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, I was a nurse for 25 years prior to this, and I always got, I worked night shift, and I got the most difficult patients. They'd be like, good luck, Karen, here we go. Um, so Joe comes walking in at one in the morning. Um, and they would say, oh, this patient is terrible. Good luck, Karen. You know, this patient's terrible. They're yelling at everybody. They're saying terrible things and everything. And a lot of times when you went in and you simply talked to them, you would find out that a year ago on that day, something awful happened to them. Mm -hmm. um, there was something else going on. And if you could get to that and figure out what was happening, sometimes that just answered the question. It had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with the staff. It had nothing to do with, I mean, sometimes it does and things need to be handled. And obviously no, everybody's not perfect. People make mistakes. I make mistakes. MCAs make mistakes. I mean, things happen. Um, but a lot of times there's something else going on. And, and this is where as a leader, do you choose to end the conversation at, oh, it's just a bad day? Or are you truly going to dive deep into, do they need help? Is there something going on? Um, you know, it's kind of like when we ask them, what's the one thing? It starts here, and you end up in some completely different place with that question. And a lot of times people get very emotional mm -hmm. with that question because you find out that what they initially told you it really has nothing to do with what the one big thing is. It's the the concept that you're just bringing up is this thing that uh, I always remember within leadership is that you have to spend a reasonable time dealing with people's emotions. Otherwise, you're going to be trapped dealing with unrealistic amounts of times with petty little things like right. death by a thousand cuts. And I think that's actually a really important leadership episode, like journey for people is that you could take the corporate response of like, Absolutely. like well, you're having a bad day, and I've addressed the the behavior, and I'm just going to yeah. leave it at that. But if you don't lean into people's emotions and have to deal with some level of that, yeah. you're just going to keep rehashing the same same. You're going to basically have Groundhog Day, and you're going to waste more time by not leaning into whatever you're, you're talking about, the, the root of the problem. Right, especially with the pressure of what's happening with the market right now. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know what's going on with people's lives. We don't know what's going on with their marriages or their kids or their things like that. And like I said, you could take the corporate way of doing it. And I mean, and I know that I always tell people we're a little different. We're a little different <laughs> out in Leesburg. You can tell who our people are. Um, I can t so that, and it's not for everybody. I mean, and no, some of it obviously is not my business. And if they don't choose to share that, but kind of what I've started doing is for each agent, what I'm trying to do is do a KPA on them, sit down, go over their 135, mm -hmm. and then go into 
okay, so let's talk about again. What's the one thing? So let's, what's what's the reason behind it? And I'm learning a lot. So oh my lord! Not everybody oh, on yeah. our calls is a, is a Keller Williams person. So oh, if okay. we say, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to do a KPA on okay. somebody," what is it, and what does it allow you to do to get into that? So, and I didn't know very much about it. Okay, um, to tell you honestly, but a KPA basically. Get, it's kind of bizarre, actually. It gives them a test and it shows them cubes and it has them do definitions and it's a very, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's all these random questions that you think won't come to anything. And from that comes a report, depending on what kind that you do, that not only tells them that within Keller Williams or their job, what do they high what is their highest score of what would be a good match for mm-hmm. a position. But it also talks about them. How do they learn? What is the best environment for them to work in? Um, how do they want support? How do they not want support? And from this test that's 25 minutes long or whatever it is, it is kind of amazing that it really identifies who that person is. And it teaches me that I have to mirror sometimes a little bit better. I'm from New York. I talk fast. I talk loud. Um, you know, there's a cadence uh, to how I speak. Not everybody is prepared for that. <laughs> um, and I'm going to come in um, and, and do that. And so sometimes through learning about those things, you learn a lot about how to coach that person, how to talk to that person. Maybe I need to change how I am a little bit. Maybe they need different things than what I'm offering. Um, But it also then helps me deep dive more into what do they want from me. I actually did one yesterday, and I looked at her, and I said, I want you to be brutally honest. And Oh, my gosh. And I said, what do you need from me? What do you need from the office? What do you need from Kyle? What do you need from the region to be successful? It isn't all just about, it doesn't fall on them about, you know, they need to be working harder. Well, yes, obviously they need to be doing the things, but what can we do to change, which I think we need to in this market to help support them? And I think that's an important question to ask outside of the KPA and and all of those things. And the one thing, the one thing is to try to get them to go down to the deepest level of truly why are they in real estate? What do they hope? What would be the end goal? What would be what would be the greatest success? What I think is amazing about what you just for those like listening the the strategy or the, the, the what you just laid out is like brilliant from like how you engage with people because you start off with like hey how are you successful? Well, first off, they know I cared about them. Number and I made sure that they know I gave a gave a damn right. The next part was engaging them in conversation about decisions, right? Because now people feel heard. So you basically created a tribe or you created a community, right? Belonging, right? Then you said, not only do I want you to belong, but I also want you to be like part of our decisions. So you actually instilled even more community because now it's like, oh, yeah, Karen loves me and she'll take care of me. She's got my back. But also she's allowing me to have these decisions, right? And then from there, you're saying, okay, that's how I establish like my leadership and the culture of the office. And then you went into, well, how do I get people to know that I care about them, but also like help them their business, but also the personal. You started with, who are you as a person through a behavioral assessment? 
So you're basically saying, hey, how do I get to, well, they'll always tell you the fastest way to know somebody really deeply is to live with them, right? Right. <laughs> the next right. way is to like work with them on a, like a period of time and like the third way is a behavioral assessment. But if you don't do any of those things, you don't actually build any rapport. So how are you going to get somebody to open up or even tell, share things around their business and why it's important to them if you don't have any personal connection? So you just gave people a game plan of like build rapport, understand them personally, understand how they're wired, how they communicate go into like their business plans about what they think it is. And then you did something even more focusing for people, which is actually, okay, people are going to give you all these things on your, your business plan being the 135. It's going to be you know, units and profitability, all these, there's all kinds of stuff there. Well, by saying, okay, given all this, there's a lot of stuff on here. What's the one thing that matters most? Yeah. Now you've basically circled back and said, here's your personal connection to me and I got to understand you. Here's the business plan. And then... When everything gets crazy, what's the one thing that matters the most? Yeah. Right? And then from there, they give you that, and you're coming back and circling and say, oh, by the way, I've got your back through. Here's all the things. What do you need support, and what does support look like? So those listening, that's a really great way <clears throat> in an hour to two-hour meeting to actually build a rapport because it's not – people don't care what you know. It's like how you make them feel. So, like, you could be the genius of all business consultants and coaches, but if you don't start with, like, meaningful things for me and how I build a connection with Karen, then it, it, it falls face value, right? Well, and I think, too, putting the, some of the responsibility back on me, mm. that it isn't just about, well, do you have a list? You need to do all these different things. I need to do better. I Absolutely. And the people that I report to, we can only keep getting better. Mm. And if we don't ask our people what they need, if we tell them what they need, and we don't listen to them what they need from us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got two ways. You know, and absolutely. Here, and I love what you hear you saying what you're saying about this too, is because I think we we all instinctively have a way that we be we react and handle news and treat people, and but there are so many other ways that people need to be treated and handled, and that that KPA assessment like, is giving you insight into them. Yeah. It's a very personal thing, and then when you look at how the world is right now, right? you know things like, wow, okay, we got to dig down because we went through this. But I want to kind of turn the tables on you a little bit here. I don't know. He's coming up. I feel like Go, Bills. No, okay. So, but I, what, okay. What does your KPA say about you? Oh, you you know what it says. I do. I don't. You I haven't watched it with you, so. Oh, it's the same thing that it said when I was in kindergarten. On my thing. You took a KPA in kindergarten? No, it, oh, but okay. it, my report guy. Karen's Karen likes to talk. Karen is too cha No, um I believe, I don't even remember. I mean, but I'm sure that it says uh that I thrive off of relationships. Very important to me. Um that I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um mm -hmm. uh, that I love people. Love taking care of people. Um I think that's why in nursing and then changing careers that that has um just been a positive for me. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else. I don't know what else that it said, probably. Inside the behavioral assessment, it's um, the cool part about, like, when you know role, I guess the best the best thing to remember and, like, the idea of, like, leadership and culture and opportunities has to do with, like, does the person, there's a role, right? And each opportunity has a specific role, right? And so the dynamics of a Leesburg is going to be different than the dynamics of, say, like a 
Virginia Beach or it's yeah. going to have a different dynamic than Arlington or Washington, D.C. So you have to understand like, yeah, there's generic job functions that have to happen mm-hmm. in order for the business to make money, right? So when you look at a model, it's going to say, hey, you got to have income coming in. And there's ways to generate income in any business. Then there's the soft skills of like, what do you need to know about that particular market that has uniqueness to it? And when you looked at your behavioral assessment, it has a lot to do with like accommodation and the the, the, the need to support and validate others in a way that is a servant leader. And then knowing the, re- that's why I started off this thing about giving you kudos around like your reputation inside of that, that territory, because you wouldn't be able to, that territory demands someone that actually has a reputation, like right. no, like notoriety is not the right word, but like, oh, that, that we know Karen, yeah, she's legit, like we're good. Um, but the ability to have, like going back to your point of like seeing team leaders get yelled at and all that, is you also have yeah. to have the ability for someone to care, but also have the ability to have structure and standards on something when it matters. And um, that's why in those behavioral assessments, knowing how you're naturally wired around people in a, in a market center that had to have a little bit of a turnaround means you actually care about people because you're going to try to turn something around. You actually generally have to care about the people that are in there, right? Um, Absolutely. But I was but I was fortunate enough. I mean, wasn't so fortunate for the market center, but I was fortunate enough to be there for the entire time of all those transitions yeah. because I could sit back and see why it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Why was it not working? What what was I seeing that was happening that, and you could watch what the people were, they wanted. And so coming into the position, I was fortunate enough to see what didn't work. So then to turn around and try mm-hmm. what I thought would work. Well, that's, and that's kind of what I was coming into. You've got this adaptive personality trait to understanding who you got to be in the moment. Right. Right, for the people, for yourself, and you have that ability to kind of position yourself in a way that I, I can be this person over here, I can I can listen, I can help direct, I can motivate, right, and I can inspire. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I love the job. No, I absolutely love it. For having now, now how long have you been in the role now? Um, it was two years in June. I said two years. So for the people that said, hey, are you crazy? What do you say to them now? They... <laughs> They still ask me that question. I'm sure. Um, they still ask me that question. Um, you know, it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job, and there's so many different um, parts of it and so many moving parts of it. But I love the problem solving. I mean, that's probably one of my most favorite things, and I love um, taking, you know, being with my people and watching them be successful. Um, you know, I think with Keller Williams – and I know this is there's people from other things sure. here, but I will say let me say for Keller Williams, there um, you know think I'm crazy for taking this position, but I can sit back and know that this is not the end. There is so much that I can do, and there is so many possibilities, and this is just the next step into who knows i mean something amazing and so so moving from you know being an individual you know salesperson i think gave me the great base and a great way to be able to connect with my agents i know how hard it is i mean i know how many hours that you have to work and i know how disappointing it is when you don't close or that your clients are disappointed i think that helps and i think that's brought me to the next level with helping me be successful with this job 
because I understand it. And now with understanding this, hopefully it will help take me to the next level because in this company, there is so much opportunity. It just depends on, I think, what you love and what you're good at. And so, and I think that I have the support around me once I find that niche, they're gonna help me. And that's part of what we talked about, the KPA. What, what are you good at? And whatever that is that you're good at, let's find you the job that'll make, make you the most successful. So do I think this is the end? No. No. <laughs> Look who I have next to me. Uh, do I think this? No, I hope not. Um, only because I just, um, you know, I do. I love this company. I love the people that I work with. And so I think the um, it's endless, the possibilities of think, what can happen. I think what's cool as like listening to you is that every leader that's successful has different ways on how they get to success, right? Yeah. Like some people are like, highly driven on like a system or they're highly driven on like a sale thing or they it's actually fascinating to watch like if you don't we've talked about this earlier Dave and I was that like you don't really care how someone becomes successful you just care that, that there's an outcome right that right. like it's like I could care less how you you know wash the car is the car washed at the end of the day cool great I don't care how you did it right, right. and what's awesome to hear is that you get different stories some people are like hard on pipeline or they're hard on like referrals or whatever it may be, but then there's people that say like, I know I'm, I'm going to lead through people, right? And I'm going to get success through people. And I think that like when you look at retention and cultures, if you have leaders that truly care about their people, you're going to say, how do I take care of my people first? So how do I take care of my staff first? If right. I take care of my staff amazingly, then they're going to say, oh, well, I'm being treated so well by my leader and then I'm going to treat my agents that way. Right. And then as you you take your team to then your agents who are customers, you start treating them that way. It actually alleviates a lot of problems because yeah. they, they actually feel appreciated. They feel heard. They feel generally treated like a human being. Right. And if you have that, I think a lot of people in leadership forget that, yeah, there is a profit or there's a goal you got to hit. But if you don't address the people and have some level of respect and, and care you're never going to get to whatever that goal is because your people are actually what you need to get there. Right, and I think absolutely. That's, I think that's why we wanted to have you talk about like culture because there's people that sometimes are hard driven to get to an outcome and they shortchange the ability for developing relationships because those relationships have the longstanding ability to stabilize a business and actually grow it long term for sustainable growth, right, and have impact. And the next part that I think is great is for anybody listening is talking about a growth progression inside of like a real estate firm yeah. that hey you can go into sales and the skill set of sales is one thing and having that experience is really helpful for the next step of the journey but like your scale sales skills yes helped but going into the team leader job and what you had to lead through influence yeah. is a completely different skill set than what your sales are but i think what's cool about your journey is that you'll be able to pair the sales skills in a real estate, as well as the leadership skills of influence. And when you put those two skill sets together, you become, uh, I don't know how I better say this, but like you're, you're, you're fishing with dynamite. Like you've have a, you have a balanced skill set that makes you very valuable in leadership as well as like cultivating development, uh, influence, mentorship, so that people know that, hey, not only does Karen care, but she also understands Right. Like like legitimate like mentorship and like coaching and accountability that type right. of thing and that so I'm just saying that back to all everybody listening is that like there's a very powerful message inside that that you were just talking about I want them to land on that one because that's actually very the point of why we wanted you to have come in because of that particular skill set yeah exactly that, and that's what I was going to ask and that's like 
what would you say to those that say, you know, I've, I've been in the sales side and I, I hear that there's more. How do I do more and why would I want to do more? What would you say to those people that aren't sure? You mean more in the company as far well, as? Well, it's even more for the company, but more for themselves, right? Because I think that when you step into leadership to a degree, you're, you're, you're walking away from the financial gains of running your own business and organization, but there's more to it than that. Right. Um, I think leading by example. Um, I think if they see that I want more and I want more for them, inspiring people, showing them what else is out there. And it might not necessarily, I mean, let's be honest, it might not necessarily be staying with Mm -hmm. the brokerage. I mean, you see people that you can tell it's just not a good fit. It's not what they were meant to do or whatever. I obviously don't encourage anyone to leave, but I don't think there's anything wrong with cheering somebody on if they discover that it isn't exactly what they want. Well, I'm talking even more so to follow your path and say, how do I, like, I want to go from my sales business, but maybe getting into leadership the way that you have right. is right for me. How right. do you encourage somebody down, the, down those avenues? You know, I would just say for them to just learn as much as they can. Keller Williams, once again, it, it, whoever is out there. But there is so much opportunity. Right, there's nobody actually out there. It's I know. It's not, okay, so we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about it. So let's just say. But there is so, my gosh, there's so much to learn. There are classes. There are, um, you know, Zoom calls. There are 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 cl- things that you can go to. There are, you know, family reunions coming up. Um, but also taking the people that are around you and letting them help mentor. I mean, honestly, I would just say that anything anybody wants to do, if they wanted to move up in in the chain of, of being a team leader or whatever, there are so many people around me um, that would simply cheer those people on and help find them those resources. We would we would help to be a good leader. I think you can't be afraid of helping create great leaders. I mean, I know it's being kind of, but but I think you can't be afraid of that because if you are and you're afraid, oh my gosh, this person could replace me or something like that. I mean, yes. you want people to be successful. As simple as that, it is. It does nothing to me, you know, to to simply cheer people on and want them to be at the best, whatever that is. It has. It does not do anything for me to see other people be successful, even if they pass me, even if they become whatever that is. I should be their biggest cheerleader. You hit it though. That's where it's at. Leaders make other great leaders. Like absolutely, you can't be you can't be afraid of that. I think some people. I mean, I can see where you could be afraid and say, "Oh my gosh, if I if I help this person be successful, oh my gosh, they're going to knock me (laughs) off. They're going to take my role." But I don't think you can feel that way. I think you just have to. What are their gifts? And then find out what are the different things that are available to them, and it might be outside of Keller Williams to help them be able to move to the next level. Well, don't you think that, like, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one, oh, right? Lord. In a good way. No, in a good way. Okay. Way. Like, I think that what I heard you say was, like, you know, I want to encourage people because there's such abundance, right? Yes. But for people to grow beyond what they thought they could because they were in your world, right? So right. even if they grow beyond your capabilities, right. they wouldn't have been able to get to that level had they not been exposed to your 
influence or your leadership. So, right, if you think about, like, I was watching some show. It was a, it was a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy, right? So it should be totally, like, brain dead, like, right. listening, right? And this guy, this, this, this guy was basically on his kitchen floor, and he was, goes, do you ever realize that, do you ever think that everything that happened in your life was meant to be because you wouldn't be where you're at today if you hadn't gone through it? And I think when you think about like leadership for people to be abundant and say, hey, I want you to grow beyond me and go do a million things. Is that had they not had that, I don't know, call it three months, six months, 12 months, you know, 10 years. Yeah. If they didn't have that time with you, whatever that time frame is, you had some level of influence, some level of impact, no matter how small that is, yeah. right? And that little impact is what actually probably nudged them to that bigger opportunity, right? Well, right. But what, um, what's the word that I'm going to look for? What greater compliment than to have somebody say to you, I did it because I watched you, or I did it because I had your support, or I did it because I saw that you did it and what you went through, and that just pushed me that I know. I mean, oh my gosh. What, what, there you go. There's the crime. I mean, that's where the crime is. Because... You know, I mean, life is not perfect. And all of us got here in different ways. And if you can help somebody move to that next level, be able to, you know, do the things that they only could have dreamed of, what greater gift is there than that? It can't be just about the money. I'll answer your question about like, why should people get into leadership? I'll give you this exact, you're triggering something for me that I I recently got um, this past week. There is no better feeling when you go to work for like nine months or what, pick pick a period of time where you get no like positive feedback or no, no, you did your job and like there's no, but then out of nowhere, out of the blue, you get a text message that just like you, out of nowhere and you're like, the person just gives you this out of nowhere appreciation for something mm-hmm. that you like was like nominal. It's like that. Nah, just what you do. I just did this little thing to help you out or whatever it may be. And then you get a text message. It says like, you have no idea. You took that 15 minutes and you said this, this, and this. And because you said this, it caused me to do this. And I'm forever grateful for what you did. And I think when people ask like, why get into leadership? It's it's those moments that are few and far between, but they're so meaningful that you know that you changed somebody's trajectory in life, that I still remember those. I still remember the note cards and thank you cards, all those things, because it's those little things. Like you said, it's not the selling of a house or a commission or anything like that. It's literally that I know deep down that that person remembered me and there's meaningful legacy behind it. So I apologize for going down that road, but literally that triggered something for me this week that I was like, for all the challenges and tribulations that we call sometimes hard, you realize that the, the actual thing that matters is that 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 influence on somebody's life that they wouldn't have had without you means more than anything in leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I can't think of a better place to, to wrap that up. Um, do it because there's no better way to be impactful to see somebody smile and say thank you. And see them be successful. I mean, and whatever that is. And, and we, we talk about that quite a bit. Success for everybody looks completely different. What I consider successful, what somebody else considers successful is totally different, and that's totally fine, whatever that is. And so, um, you know, you just have to find out what that is, and that's what leadership is. That's what leadership is. Everybody's winning differently. So for another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact, Karen, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Thank you. We very you much appreciate having, having you here. Yeah, Have wonderful. a great day, everybody. And if Dave doesn't show up to the next episode, it's because Karen and I took him out because he's an Eagles <laughs> fan. Oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Until next week. Bye. <laughs>